0: Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath July 10th, we look at Lesson 2, Restless and Rebellious. Join us as we find out how the greener grass is actually found in contentment. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast
1: is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study.
0: All right, here we go. Lesson two, Restless and Rebellious. Our memory text is coming from 1 Corinthians 10, verse 11, and it says this, now all these things happen to them as examples, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Uh.
1: Yeah, this is, uh, you know, a, a kind of a wake-up call here, I think, right? It is, it is. You
0: know, I, I did something earlier. I looked up uh, uh, Webster's versus uh, the original, original uh, Greek here. And Webster's is saying that admonition is authoritative counsel or wisdom, hmm. but here uh, in the, the Greek, it's, it's actually meaning a strong rebuke, right? Yeah. And we're written for our, our strong rebuke, but, you know, the strong rebuke comes from the basis of love because we care. There's mm-hmm. this strong rebuke. And so we see these examples that are written for our strong rebuke, mm-hmm. helping us, leading us, guiding us towards the correct direction
1: absolutely and sometimes i think if we're really honest that that we all need that once in a while right
0: yeah you know and that's one of the things that i see that we don't want anymore no one likes to be corrected uh but is the thing if if your toddler doesn't get corrected it's very hard to correct a teenager than is a a toddler (laughs) isn't that the truth (laughs) yes it is and uh, sometimes it hurts even us as adults but with humility and 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 just wholeheartedness Hopefully, we're accepting not only uh, guidance from God, but also from one another, which is is needed. Absolutely. And and it brings us to our our first lesson here, Michael, which is Sunday's lesson, Restless in a Wilderness. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Absolutely. If you you look in um, Numbers chapter 11, which is what this uh, lesson for Sunday is all about, it's talking about, you know, Israel being really in... um, they're just kind of having a bad attitude, I would say, as a parent. If I was talking to my, if these By were my far. kids, right? <laughs> You've got a bad attitude, and uh, and so here, God had done some amazing things for them. I mean, miraculously provided food for them, manna. I mean, just to think of the different miracles in the Bible—that has to be up there. I've I've kind of wondered, you know, what would that be like to to actually really taste something sweet, you know? But um, and, and this is just incredible. God's literally feeding them (laughs) as they're leaving, uh, on their way to the promised land. And yet after a little while they're getting, um, upset and it's, you know, it's funny. Uh, you know, I, as a, as a parent, again, you know, new travel and we just came back from a trip and now we're about to leave on a second trip this summer. Um, when, your family, especially your kids, start getting hungry. <laughs> I tell Heidi sometimes it feels like there's about to be a mutiny, right? Oh my goodness! And and so food, the stomach—that's that's where it always is, you yes. know. And and whose god is their belly, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, we
0: all get hungry, right? We all get hungry.
1: And, and, but but you know that's that's where you know tempers start getting a little bit short, maybe yes. you know. And you know when's that next exit with Taco Bell coming up or whatever happens to be your favorite fast food when you're on the road. Road and and so yeah, this is this is the children of Israel. They're looking. They're driving along, if you please, and they're like, you know, I'm just kind of tired of Taco Bell, and I really miss the Olive Gardens of of, of Egypt. You know? <laughs> 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 and uh, so they they're remembering those those things uh, that they really enjoyed. Um, this translation talks about cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, garlic. Uh, whatever you want to call it, but certainly a much more flavorful food. Um, and then in comparison to the as they kept thinking back, the food that God provided, this miraculous manna at verse 7 says looks like coriander seed and looked like resin. It, it looks pretty bland, it looks tasteless, just not a lot of fun. And so that's when they um, really are beginning to complain. So food, our stomachs, yeah. <laughs> like you're yeah, saying. That's true. Um You know, that's that's kind of where we kind of test the reality of our religion. Right. I mean, if we're, you know, how how do we actually act not after we've had a nice full meal, but when we're hungry
0: yeah,
1: or we don't have exactly what it is that we want? And um, this is what's happening here. They're growing restless. Um, And then the second half of the chapter, um, God speaks to Moses verse 16. Um, Bring the 70 elders who are known to you Mm -hmm. as leaders and officials and have them come to the tent of meeting and I that they may stand there with you. So. Uh, And it says, I will come down and speak with you there. And I'll take some of the power of the spirit that is on you and put it on them. They will share the burden of the people with you so that you will not have to carry it alone. So uh, very interesting. Um, We have a couple of different things going on. One is that uh, the source of their discontent comes when they compare what they have with what they had before. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And, you know. That's one of the challenges. I, I think there's a sort of prosperity gospel. If you just follow God, everything will be hunky-dory. Everything will just in the be place. Yep. perfect. And you won't ever have any problems anymore. And that's not what scripture teaches. Yeah. If yeah. we're faithful to God, sometimes... People go through hard times.
0: Yeah, the the joy of joining in his suffering.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know, and, and you may not have all the money that you want and you may have sickness and all kinds of other things and and, and but but the reality is is that God brings you through those things. But if you're constantly comparing where you're at right now and saying, oh, I remember this before. Life was better back
0: then. Life was greener.
1: Greener on the other side. Then you start realizing, wait a minute. um, It's a a nostalgic, idealistic view of the past or another place or situation rather than where God actually wants you to be. And so um, here we have um, Israel, this discontent. They're complaining. They're unhappy. um, and, And God responds in the most interesting way. Uh, by looking to Moses and diversifying leadership.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I,
1: I find that very interesting. It's, it's powerful. Part of the major issue that's here, and Buster, you're in a doctoral program, you're looking at yes, leadership yeah. development, right? Yes, yes I so am. So this is right up your alley, um, is is that um, in dealing with these problems, um, yeah, they're problems, but, but really... Um, God identifies this as an organizational problem and diversifying leadership, diversifying spiritual leadership, Mm. because he pours out a a bit of the spirit upon all these others that had been on Moses. Um, And then verse 23, the, the Lord answered Moses, is the Lord's arm too short? Now you will see whether or not what I say will come true for you. And so sure enough, God does bless them. And this kind of becomes... A turning point it's not saying that this is the end of the rebellion for Israel they still are gonna have uh, quite a few more learning lessons of course learning opportunities we say
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but before we get there let's talk about uh, contagious
0: yes uh, mm-hmm. you know Michael I'd like to add on to what you were just saying yeah um, just driving the other day we, we, we were driving for a family vacation yeah just oftentimes thinking about when the grass is greener and right. wanting the grass to be greener and everything yeah. else. Yeah. And oftentimes you're looking behind and you're looking ahead, mm-hmm. but oftentimes uh, I think of Apostle Paul saying I'm content with all things wow. the ability to look where you are mm-hmm. and look for the green grass there yeah because just because it's greener doesn't mean there isn't green where you are right now so yeah. enjoy what you have right now yeah and you can also hope for greener pastures right don't get me wrong but also live in the moment and enjoy what you have yeah. recognize that God's blessings are there one way or another yeah. but it's our duty with gratitude to acknowledge mm-hmm. it right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and, and it brings us to this point uh mm-hmm. in in Numbers chapter 12 it's contagious uh we look at miriam and aaron and they're upset about something and 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 there's actually uh there's layers to this right Mm -hmm. it says that miriam and aaron spoke against moses because of the ethiopian woman whom he had married for he had married an ethiopian woman right Mm -hmm. the the text is very clear making sure like yeah point that out we're upset that she's not one of us she doesn't look like us different ethnicity right exactly but then, listen to this. So they said, "Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has He not also spoken to us also?" And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses it says was humble, more humble than anyone else was on the face of the earth. Wow. So, so you see here, they're upset with uh, with, with uh, Zipporah's ethnicity, mm-hmm. but they're mm-hmm. also upset. Uh, we see in chapter 11, as you just read, Michael, yeah. about this uh, diversification of leadership. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, hey, why is our power being usurped? Why is mm-hmm. it being taken away from us? Wow. We don't want to give up our power. We don't want to give up our authority. We mm-hmm. want to be just as important as Moses, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And these 70, they're messing that up. And so therefore, we're going to nitpick on everything else and talk about these things that are actually in our heart that are now coming out as well. We've never liked your wife. Mercy. And so mm, we have a That's problem. a low blow. It is. It's a very low blow. Michael, you are we <laughs> we're we're talking, talking about that, that. <laughs> which is, hey, you can mess with me all, all as much as you want, but don't mess with the family. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Moses, we see here is still a humble yeah. person. Yeah. Uh, wh- what happens as a result? Well, it says that God mm-hmm. speaks up and says, um, and I actually have this highlighted.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, he, uh, he talks about how he speaks with them face to face. But here it says, then the Lord said to Moses, if her father had spin her face, would she not be ashamed for seven days? Let her be shut out of the camp for seven days. Mm. And after it she be received again, because God spoke with Aaron, uh, Aaron yeah. and, and Miriam. Mm. And when he spoke to them, when he left, she was covered with leprosy. It's oh, kicked have out have of the mercy. camp for seven days. Wow. Uh, and we see Moses and, and, and Aaron come together and they're pleading with God. Mm-hmm, and uh, this is what happens, though. There are, mm-hmm. there are consequences. Or, as you wow. said, Michael, learning experiences.
1: Yeah. Opportunities. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the thing is, it is contagious. If we're not yeah. careful, yeah, being disheartened and mm-hmm. being discontent is contagious. Yeah. Uh, and so, true. learning to see the green in our own pastures, right? Mm-hmm. And Appreciate Michael, is, I, is, I'm speaking to myself right now because Absolutely. sometimes there's things happening in our lives. Where we're like, "Oh, this is this is not fair. This is not right." Mm-hmm. Well, allow God to deal with those things. Yeah. Do our best to live with integrity and saying, "God, I I will I will strive to do my best, but I'm not going to join Aaron and Miriam in mm-hmm. complaining." But Lord, help me to do the right thing by yeah. asking you, what it is that you want me to do? Yeah. And so that that leads us being to now restless. How how restlessness leads to rebellion. Yep.
1: We have to make a difference within our circle of influence that God has called us to do. Oh yes, sir. Yeah, uh, yeah. Numbers thirteen and fourteen is really where we're at with this uh, restlessness now shifting uh, to actual full scale uh, rebellion. And um, you know, and and where we see this happening is Caleb and Joshua. They come back with a report. Um, and, and they are the minority report, right? You know, there's the majority and the minority report, but the majority report basically says, oh my goodness, um, Yes, it's an amazing place, and there's some really powerful people that live live there, right? Yes. <laughs> the Malachites live in the Negev, which is the desert. I mean, even the desert, which is the barren place no one wants to live, has some powerful people. And then there's the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, and and then there's the Canaanites that live near the sea and along the Jordan. So It's a lot of ites. Yeah, <laughs> it is, right? Yeah. And, and by the way, they, they were, you know, some pretty fearsome tribes. Yeah, I mean, they were. People that study the ancient Near East, uh, you know... It, it You know, it's pretty ruthless. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, um, they had good reason to be afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, they're looking at it from a very uh, human perspective. Um, you know, uh, if you're some small little dinky country, you don't want to take on the most powerful country in the world with the Army and Navy and Air Force and Special Forces and That's everything true. else. You, you just don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't see some... Um I mean I used to live in Asia, Philippines, small little country, a lot of people, but they had no military presence at all. Yeah. And then you have uh China, which is one of the great superpowers, you know? It'd be like the Philippines trying to take on China and uh and to be able to just um uh you, you just would not, you know, say, yeah, that's that's ridiculous, yeah. Michael, that <laughs> why. <would> you... <laughs> but that's kind of what's happening here, right? I yeah. mean, it's this small little country uh that is that that takes over uh that's wandering and disorganized and and takes over some of those powerful military forces of the ancient near east and so yeah from a human perspective it looks like it's It's impossible yeah it's impossible and um and then caleb verse 30 silenced the people before moses and said we should go up and take possession of the land for we certainly we can certainly do it. I mean, this is one of got to be one of the most courageous and boldest statements in all of Scripture. Yeah, and he he's honored for it. He is, yeah, uh, just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And that that he would and but he's looking at the eyes of faith. God's promises. God will somehow make it possible, and we can do
0: this. Hey, um, hey, guys, remember the Red Sea, you guys. Yeah. Remember, remember yeah. the man of was falling. God's oh, been God's, with us. He's
1: been with us. Yeah, it's amazing.
0: And so we <laughs> have this going on,
1: and very clearly. Um, and, and it's just uh, phenomenal, this this courageous moment. And then we have sort of this uh, turning point, this decisive moment um, after uh, Caleb, and of course Joshua as well, but Caleb makes this incredible speech. Uh, and, and this is where it's kind of a dark moment in Israel's past. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's ouch. Yeah, I hate to even talk about it, right? but but here it is. And and this is where verse one. That night, all the members of the community raised their voices and wept, and all the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron. Uh, and and they go on, "If only we had died in Egypt or in the wilderness." I mean, talk about pathetic.
0: Yeah. Talk about slapping the face. Ungrateful. Yeah.
1: Ungrateful. Um, and and that's what we have here. We have full scale rebellion. And and what's really taking place here? This is spiritual spiritual leadership um and and a lack of spiritual you know of of a converted heart and that seems to be the the tipping point between these these two one uh, or two i should say see with spiritual eyes and discernment what's possible what god will do if they just believe and the others say you know um in our human strength um it certainly looks impossible in it and from a human human strength that it, it, it is impossible. Yeah. Um and so yeah, there so um it's kind of a bitter pill uh grumbling and complaining and um uh back to bad attitude <laughs> <laughs> Israel so bad attitude <laughs> Uh, which means they kind of need an intercessor, which just leads to this very beautiful moment. Buster, talk to us about this intercessor.
0: Yeah, you know, this is beautiful because the people come up and they complain once again. Mm-hmm. 11 and 12, we see here uh, the Lord speaking up after they've rejected him, basically. and says, mm. verse, uh, verse 12, I will strike them with the pestilence and dis, uh, disinherit them. And I will make you a nation, uh, make uh, make of you a nation, greater and mightier than they and so he's saying i'm going to bring up someone better than you because i i disinherit you but then mercy. we see here moses crying out in and crying out for mercy verse 19 pardon the iniquity of the people i pray according to the greatness of your mercy just as you've forgiven this people from egypt even until now and god just goes ahead and he promises judgment and I, I don't want to get ahead because mm-hmm. uh, you're you're going to get there in 39 through 45 but we see we see what god is going to do as a result of moses interceding and that's what's so important here is as we need to remember these are not <laughs> how would i put it uh in pastoral ministry i steadily teach there is one shepherd and that's the good shepherd right uh we're yeah. we're the under shepherds we're the hirelings however you want to call it it's like, at the end of the day, we're still just sheep. All of us, we're mm-hmm, sheep. Mm-hmm. And sheep make dumb decisions. They do. But also as sheep, we need to care for the other sheep. And we need to have a heart for them and pray for them and know that the shepherd will look after them. And this is what happens here. Uh, and it goes on as Moses uh, pleading, for, uh, parting for the iniquity of the people that God hears. And But there's also the greatest learning experience or learning opportunity that they had, which is wandering mm-hmm. in the wilderness for another 40 years and not being able to see uh, the land that they so much wanted. So
1: so there's some consequences sometimes.
0: There are. And we learn this because of faith versus presumption. Tell us a little bit about that, Michael, in Thursday's lesson.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, first of all, uh, in 1 Corinthians 10, 1 to 11, that uh, this this reminder to the Corinthian church, um, mm-hmm. Pastor Paul writing to the believers in Corinth. Um, by the way, that was a troubled church. Yes, it was. <laughs> we were talking earlier about one of our students and some challenges, you know. And, and if we're really honest, I mean, you and I both pastored. We <laughs> know that there are some troubled churches. There's some great churches that are thriving and growing. Yes. But there's also some churches that really struggle. And we would call, as a pastor, I think we would both call them troubled churches. Yes. And, and Corinth was a troubled church in the early church. It was. They had some serious problems. You can't read First and Second Corinthians and not see that, you know. And um, anyways, here we have this troubled church, and Pastor Paul is reminding them in the in the new church, in the New Testament church, excuse me, saying, you know, hey, remember what happened to ancient Israel. Don't be ignorant. Don't forget. Don't ignore the history that has taken place. And it says, verse five, God was not pleased with them. In fact, their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. In other words, they, they did not believe and were not counted worthy. They did not go to the promised land. It's not that they couldn't ever be saved. I'm sure, you know, God still worked with them, but they proved themselves unworthy of the promise, the Mm -hmm. promised land. And, um, And it says verse six. Now these are examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things, as they did. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, and again, I'm a religious historian. So you know, one of the things I love to do is is reflect upon the past in church history. Why we do that is because often human nature hasn't really changed. Yeah. Technology has changed. we become sophisticated. But at the end of the day, our human hearts haven't really changed. And the carnal heart, as Paul says, you know, our unconverted heart without the grace of Christ reverts back to these same kinds of things. And, of course, there's a list of all these things, idolatry and uh, sexual immorality and blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's a whole list of different things. Of but course. that happens over and over again. And it says, verse 10, do not grumble as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel. In other words, they, there were consequences. They, they met their own demise because they did not believe. And so we are to be reminded of this example not only was the church in Corinth or the New Testament church. But we today, God's people at the end of time, need to be reminded of these same kinds of things to look through with spiritual salve and discernment the and see through the eyes of faith rather than our own sinful carnal hearts. Learn, yeah. learn. Learn, yeah. It's it's hard. It's not, it's not, it's never easy. Um, but, but God gives us, the unvarnished history doesn't just tell us all the accomplishments of Israel. It tells us where they failed. And yeah. this is one of those striking moments of of, of of failure. And and this coming back to the end part of Numbers chapter 14, when Moses reported this to the Israelites, they mourned bitterly. There's consequences, right? Yeah. Nobody likes that. That's when you realize and say, oh, man. Oh, oh, oh
0: sorry, 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 yeah, Dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I'm so sorry. like, uh, damn, it's been done. Yeah, sometimes you can't undo the
1: yeah, damage. Yeah, and I
0: love you too much to not al- to allow you to to continue this behavior.
1: Yeah, and and when they complain and cry about it, uh, Moses says, "Why are you disobeying the Lord's command? Um, this will not succeed. Yeah. If you fight against God, you will not ultimately succeed. You may succeed temporarily. Maybe you may have affluence and power yeah. and everything else that you you know temporarily, right? Temporarily, uh, but." Uh, at the end of the day, God will bring accountability and, and it gives that accountability. Some are going to fall by the sword. Some are going to be turned away. Um, and and uh, yet God would continue on with the children of Israel even beyond this. But this generation, at least, um, it's, a, it's a lost opportunity. It's yeah. a tragedy. Yeah, It truly is a tragedy.
0: You know, I, I would love to just keep it there with them. But as you said earlier, Michael, mm-hmm. us uh, today, mm-hmm. uh, May we have a great uh, introspection and and retrospection, right? And, and just look back into our own lives and say, yeah. Lord, what ways am I rebelling against you? Uh, Lord, what ways do I need to repent? And mm-hmm. and, and no, seriously, like okay. Uh, oftentimes we we say these things, we say these words, and you're mm-hmm. probably hearing it, like, and immediately my mind goes to all those other bad people, right? But I need to look in the mirror. Yeah, I need to say, Lord, man, in my heart, in my ways, I've been mm-hmm. rebellious this way. Help me. Mm -hmm. Help me, lead me, lead me back to you in your way and, and apologize, apologize to God. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry for not spending the time with you that I should. I'm sorry for not following the instructions always like you're asking me to. Yeah. And, and actually follow after God's heart.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love it. I think that puts a wrap for this week is we need to trust and put our eyes in the eyes of faith and trust God. And, um, when we're tempted to grumble, um, maybe need to have some inward, heart introspection yeah amen. so uh until next week uh thank you for joining us for another sabbath school rescue podcast this is soup and swoops signing, signing out. as we put a wrap on this week's lesson this is campbell swoops signing off
0: or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.